Hi, it's Jeremy Shatton from An Earful. Welcome back to Discover Music with An Earful. The monthly podcast continues with February 2023. A short month, but a very eventful one, musically speaking. Not too far into the month, I actually saw a fantastic live performance. Talia Ensemble collaborating with Harlem Chamber Players, performing Julius Eastman's Feminine at Lincoln Center in my favorite little sidewalk studio, which is a really great venue to see music. Their performance was astounding. And I recommend you check out the live log on An Earful to find my write-up of that. It really was great. It was actually my first time hearing Julius Eastman's music live. And it was everything I hoped it would be. Really beautiful and incredibly involving. Coming next, in the same vein of new music, we have Guy Barash's Killdeer. This is a really fascinating album with Barash collaborating with Nick Flynn, a poet who contributes spoken word. And Frank London is on trumpet, Ayal Mayo is on guitar, Kathleen Sipove on piano. And the combination is sort of a jazz chamber music theatrical feeling. It actually reminded me a little of Spillane, the John Zorn album where he had John Lurie speaking hard-boiled poetry. And this is not quite as self-conscious as that, a wonderful, wonderful record, but it had a similar flavor, kind of hard-bitten view of the world with the London's trumpet kind of blowing through it all. Really, really fascinating record, something that will absorb you and create some kind of a theatrical experience in your mind. I'm also highly anticipating the release on March 10th of Laid Liang's Hearing Landscapes, Hearing Icecapes. This is a kind of electronic soundscape. There's field recordings. It really takes you to an environment. It creates an environment in your space. Fascinating stuff. I urge you to listen to it when it comes out on March 10th. I also really enjoyed Brooklyn Riders' new album, which came out earlier this month. It's The Wanderer, live from Polisius, Lithuania. They have three pieces on there. The most notable one for me was Osvaldo Golihoff's Undia Bam, a string quartet with an almost orchestral flair. The way he uses the instruments creates a symphonic soundscape. It really is a remarkable piece. I, I don't hear enough Golihoff these days. And I was really pleased to see that on there. The recording is beautiful. It's a live recording, as I said. The applause can be a little intrusive when it comes in, but it really is a beautiful recording. They also do Schubert on there and a really nice version of that. So I definitely recommend you get to that, especially the Golohoff piece. Next, we have a tape from Dinzu Artifacts, one of the very coolest tape labels out there right now. This is a collaboration between Weston Olensky, whose old time music was on my top 25 last year. He's collaborating with a duo called Tongue Depressor, which consists of Henry Birdsey and Zach Roden. This is some powerful droning, not even ambient, it's just noisy drone, really extraordinary stuff. On one track, you've got bagpipes, trombone, and bass. And on the other, it's pedal steel, banjo, and tapes. And they combine into 
a kind of it, it makes almost a visual feeling it's just kind of a wrong in your room it's it may sound wrong but it's so right it's really great don't tell no tales upon us by tongue depressor weston Olensky. concluding this part we're going to talk about scott l miller one of my favorite composers he really is you could call him a maverick if you wanted to i feel like he's pioneering he's finding new things all the time he not only is a composer he's also an improviser he jams with people on the kaima electronic instrument and there's a new portrait album of his called coincident that actually came out in january and i really feel like he's pushing himself in new places and we're going to hear an excerpt from coincident episode five which has joseph horton on voice and the zeitgeist ensemble and then miller's on the kaima and I feel like he's discovering new areas in his own music, which to me is kind of a thrill. So let's give a listen to that, and then we'll come right back. That's why I see Seas sweet water That's why I see Seas sweet that's why I see, see sweet water. That's why. Sabu, little will be damned if. She'll be caught standing in line with her eyes closed, looking down at the number she drew. It's not gonna happen that way. Go on, child. Go to the fringes. Go dance. Go to the fringes. Go dance. Go to the fringes. Go dance. Go, child. Go. Wasn't that Scott Miller something? It's haunting. I just love that piece and that whole album is really fantastic. Moving on, we can talk about John Calvin Abney, such a fine songwriter. And then I was surprised to see he came out with a record called Storm Variations, which is filled with ambient textures and field recordings, electronic sounds, kind of wobbly piano. It's very interesting along with a band like Florist, who were my number one record of last year or Ben Saratan, these people who are great songwriters who can also create these textural experiences. I definitely enjoyed Storm Variations. It's really beautiful. And it leads nicely into Kalela, who we haven't heard from since 2017. This is the Avant R&B singer and her new album, Raven. I was really anticipating this one. I loved her album, Cut For Me. and her stuff is just very very beautiful and this may be her best yet in the sense that the music is kind of a icy blue electronic feeling and then she's singing over it with this incredibly controlled but very emotionally connected voice it's a high voice it's very beautiful the songwriting is powerful it sometimes is actually joyous which is something new for her Raven by Kalela. Something else I was really excited about was Gecko Turner's latest, Somebody from Badajoz. 
Badajoz is a region in southern Spain near Portugal. That's where he's from, hence the title. He hasn't put out an album in several years. 2015, I think, was his last full length. And this is his patented blend of Latin rhythms, reggae, funk, soul. He has one song on there that literally creates a genre out of Sly and the Family Stones, There's a Riot Going On, which when you think about it, is a genre unto its own. We put it into the funk realm, but it really is its own genre. And he comes up with a song that actually uses that to write a new piece. It's a really beautiful record. There's something about how he uses very spare textures, but it adds up to these rhythmic, emotional experiences. I just love Gecko and somebody from Badajoz is equal to all his other work. I can't wait to listen to it more and more. One thing I vowed to do for 2023 was to find some better filters for contemporary reggae because I'm always finding that reggae reissues tend to take over my listening when it comes to Jamaican music. So I started subscribing to something called Reggae Vibes and almost instantaneously they delivered to me a single by a guy named Vanzo called Something Good. You can find this on Bandcamp, on the Vibe Guard recordings page. And it's using a rhythm they call cream cheese. It's a very driving dancehall rhythm, some great dub production on there. He's got a really nice voice. Obviously, there's auto-tune. Get over it. It really is a great song. And it's either on Bandcamp, you've listened to it, or you can buy the 45, which I'm strongly considering because there's only 300 of them made. Another thing I was psyched to hear and finally see come out was Sam Gendel's cook-up. This guy can play almost anything, especially if it's got a reed in it like saxophones. And this album is something else. He has cooked up covers of 90s R&B tracks, things by 112, Joe, Beyonce, SWV, Aaliyah, but they are not like anything you've ever heard before. I really like the way he approached those recordings as stepping stones to something completely new. It's kind of a fractured jazz, if you will. And speaking of fractured, the band Tropical Fuckstorm has come out with a new EP, Submersive Behavior. Yes, I said submersive, not subversive. And I think that may be the play on words based on the cover of Jimi Hendrix's 1983 a merman I should turn to be. The boldness of choosing to cover that incredible soundscape from the Electric Ladyland album, which is more than just noodling in the studio, it really is a composed piece. And they take it as such, and they take off on it. They are not 100% faithful to what he recorded, but they are faithful to his ideals. And it's kind of hilarious because they were inspired to do this as they said in Brooklyn Vegan, our version of 1983, A Merman I Should Turn to Be, is an attempt to right the recent wrongs perpetrated against Hendrix's classic Angel by some idiot, that's their words, from One Direction doing a karaoke-style tribute for Jimmy's 80th birthday. Shots fired, says Brooklyn Vegan. I have to agree with them. I'm sorry, that cover of Angel was an insult to Jimi Hendrix's genius. And I was very disappointed in the Jimi Hendrix estate for making that collaboration. This version of 1983 is really incredible. They take it some new places. 
but it, it's completely recognizable. And they also cover Anne by the Stooges. They do a fantastic version of it. That's from the first Stooges album. I highly suggest you check out Submersive Behavior, the latest from Tropical Fuckstorm. I'm also really enjoying on a more dreamy indie folk psych tip, Madeline Strutz's record as Bobby Love Song. You might guess from that nom de plume that she's absorbing some of the sounds of the 70s, and it is a bit of that, but it's not wrote by any stretch of the imagination. It's very, very good. Another thing I was inspired to check out was King Tuff's latest album. You know, a lot of times people talk about going to a show and having the opening act new to them and being introduced to them because they went for the headliner. In this case, I happened to notice that Tchotchke, who put out a great album last year, were touring with King Tuff, who I'd heard of before but hadn't paid much attention to. And I thought, well, if Tchotchke is touring with him, if he's that cool, then I better listen to his new album, Small Town Stardust. I'm so glad I did. This may be a turning point for him, or maybe I missed something in his earlier recordings. But it, the songwriting, the production, really incredible. Beautiful, beautiful rock album. From another filter was Doug Nunnally's suggestion that I listen to Hot Spit, a band out of Richmond, Virginia. Hot Spit is kind of a, another dreamy indie pop, indie rock, but it's so assured. And this is just an EP, Memory of a Mirror Image. I can't wait to hear what they come up with next. It feels like they're fully formed on this record. Doug Nunnally is the guy who started the Off Your Radar newsletter I used to write for. He is a champion of Richmond music and the Newland Prize and all these great efforts he's doing to bring those things to people's attention. So when I get an email from Doug, and I know he's listening to hundreds of people from Richmond, but this one, he said, you really have to hear this. And he was absolutely right. Hot spit, memory of a mirror image, completely looking forward to more and hoping to see them live. We've been talking about a lot of new artists, but I was surprised to hear the new Yola Tango record, This Stupid World. This indie album, indie rock of the ancient variety, it's... You know, it's still completely them, but I also almost felt like a new band. They were just so, but there's a casual, there's a casualness to it, a mastery. It's it's hard to describe just to say that it, it feels like they're in a new place. It's definitely their best album of the 21st century. They've been around a while. So This Stupid World by Yola Tengo. Kiss Golden Messenger is another I don't know if you're going to call him a legacy artist yet, but I've been listening to him for since 2014, I think. And he's been putting out a bunch of live albums on Bandcamp. And there's one that was recorded last July in England called Midsummer Night's Dream Live. And this is an incredible performance by them. I've seen them many times, but I almost felt like this might be better than any of the ones I've seen. I don't know why. He's working with a guitarist these days named Chris Berner, who was literally on fire. So I call him Hiss Berner. But the songs are so fantastic, of course. And speaking of great songwriting, Jenny O has a new album out called Spectra. And I feel like she's experimenting with some new textures for her own sound, more electronic, 
but she's always got this layered way of writing songs that reminds me a little of the Beatles and other 60s songwriters, zombies. The melodies are always feel new and involving. And I, I really have to spend more time with Spectra, but I'm really loving what I've heard so far. And then to close this part, we're gonna talk about Holly Miranda. Holly Miranda, who I've called the greatest singer alive. That just makes it, that's too, too, that's too much in a way. She's just so good. She is one of my all time favorite singers. And she has a new song out called Book of Hearts, which is now part of an album called Virtual Funeral. And Virtual Funeral collects a bunch of the singles that she released in 2021 and 2022. And I mean, it's easily one of the best albums of the year already. And it's kind of funny because I compiled those singles in 2021 and made them one of my top 25 records of the year. So we're going to hear a little bit of Book of Hearts, and then we'll come back and talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Man one, brick one, as above, so below. Slipping through your fingers The tighter you try to hold So let it loose, see how it spins And dances in the light Detach from desire And exist in delight wonderful song definitely get to virtual funeral by holly miranda or look back on my spotify to find the i need experience playlist she's releasing all her stuff on the i need records label which she's created with Am parsley and other friends so i have a playlist called the i need experience from 2021 that collab combines all of her singles all of AMB singles and really, really great stuff. It was, like I said, on my top 25 as a playlist. And now it's an official album, the songs by her. And I suspect the Parsley songs will be coming out soon. So you should just follow I Need Records wherever you can find them. And they are everywhere. So I thought I'd conclude this with a brief note about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, we love to bash it. It's kind of silly. What's the point of it? What is rock and roll in their eye? In their eyes, I'm not sure. But the fact of the matter is, is that it exists. They have 
lists of people that they're going to think about inducting this year, and we should at least try to pay some attention to the ones who should be in and the ones I'm voting for foolishly on their website. First of all, Warren Zevon, absolutely one of the greatest songwriters of the 70s, 80s, 90s. He really wrote so many great songs and he had a unique point of view, even though he came out of that folk rock LA scene, he always had this kind of biting attitude and really just fantastic stuff. The fact that he's not already in there is a condemnation of the entire enterprise. Next, we have Joy Division, who should definitely be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's bedrock music to me, even though they only put out two official albums during their existence. It, they are unimpeachable records, and they're just one of the greatest bands of all time. The fact that they put the Slash New Order bothers me a bit, because even though New Order had everybody but Ian Curtis in it, it's a very different band. It's a very different sound. And I, I think you could even say their goals were almost entirely different. That's not to say that New Order doesn't have some good songs. They do have a few, but I certainly don't think they're at the level of Joy Division as far as their impact and influence and longevity in terms of music history. I think they should give them their own chance to get in the Rock Hall, Hall of Fame and let Joy Division have its moment. Missy Elliott is also up, should definitely be in there, pioneering rapper, not just pioneering female rapper. She's just, everything she did was so different and original and her collaboration with Timbaland pushed him in new places. Uh, she just made so many great records. I, I know we only get the odd single from her nowadays, but I think she's gearing up to, to being at full strength. I've seen some festival, not festival, you know, award show appearances. She's looking good. She's sounding great. I hope she comes back with something else, but her legacy is secure on the records she already made. Tribe Called Quest, one of the long running groups in hip hop. They really kept it together for a long time. And I definitely think they should be in there. In fact, I think their last album, We Got It From Here, Thank You For Your Service, may have been their best. It certainly felt like their most emotionally connected and the one that hit me the hardest. And that's not only because of the deaths in the band, but I really think that they should be in there. And finally, the Spinners. And the Spinners are a vocal group who worked in that Philly soul world. So one could say, well, what did they bring to it? Well, obviously they brought their voices to it. And also an intricacy to the arrangements, the vocal arrangements that they performed almost as if they were just throwing them off the cuff. When you listen to a song like Rubber Band Man, which was one of my favorite songs as an 11-year-old, when you listen to the vocal things they do in there and just how tight they were, but also sounding so spontaneous and so into it, that stuff is just not easy. And they had many, many hits. And also their albums are good. So sure, put the spinners in. Let's see it happen. Thanks so much for listening. To discover music with an earful monthly listening for february 2023 i hope you will check the show notes for links to many of the things i talked about today including a playlist on spotify and you should also find an earful in all the places whether it's facebook twitter instagram the blog and earful.blogspot.com all the places please find me follow me share 
and rate and review this podcast if you feel so inclined. I would really appreciate it. See you next month. P.S. A big thank you to The Droplets, Holly Miranda, Anne Parsley, and Chris Maxwell for that wonderful theme song. You'll hear it now. Morning in every direction.